Hello and welcome to The Discourse, a short-form, one-on-one interview podcast with filmmakers, actors, and other film industry folks, brought to you by The Playlist and hosted by myself, Mike D'Angelo. Today we're discussing a wonderful and unique and intense drama that's hitting limited theater soon called Rebel, directed by Adil El Arbi and Bilal Falah, known to some as Adil and Bilal. The film follows a Belgian family as they are slowly ripped apart by Muslim extremists through various forms of radicalization techniques. Returning to the podcast to discuss the film is the directing duo of Adil and Bilal, who always do great work. You may know their work from Bad Boys for Life or Miss Marvel or Black was the the film that kind of put them on the map. Uh, Rebel might just be their best film yet. Uh, It's covering the very human elements within the journey of Muslim radicalization, but still maintains, you know, that kinetic film language that the duos come to be known for uh, with unique action set pieces or interspersing hip hop musical interludes throughout the film, making it really unique. So it's, it's one of my favorites that I've seen this year. I know it technically kind of premiered last year at some festivals, but for me, you know, it's this year, it's a movie that has really everything from joy to hate to love to despair to tragedy it's got you know it runs the gamut of emotions and all of the elements feel really well balanced the performances are outstanding the music is fantastic i highly recommend checking it out it hits limited theaters in la on september 15th and new york on september 22nd during the interview we go deep on rebel we touch on miss marvel we touch on bad boys 4 that's coming up next year of course you may remember that they were the directors of the famously scrapped batgirl film uh that is apparently never going to see the light of day and there was a lot of drama and rumors surrounding that situation so we touch on that as well and they were happy to answer those questions openly and honestly so i thank them for that Before I shoot you over to the interview, I've got to tell you that The Discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes The Playlist Podcast, Bingeworthy, Deep Focus, and more. We can be heard on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Be sure to subscribe or drop us a comment or a rating, as we do very much appreciate it. Or just head on over to theplaylist.net for film and TV news and reviews, interviews, and more. Okay, here's my chat with the always energetic and wonderful Adil and Bilal. Great to see you guys again. Yeah, likewise. likewise. Yeah, so uh, can't say enough good things about Rebel. It's so fantastic. Congratulations on this one. It's like, you know, you took your filmography and we're like, let's do it all. And let's go to New Couples emotionally. <laughs> and yeah. it's so great. I really, really enjoyed this one. I know it debuted at like Cannes, I think last year, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, yeah, So yeah. how does this feel to finally be kind of rolling it out? It's, it's it's the greatest feeling, you know. It's a it's a very personal. It's our most personal project ever. Most important movie we ever made. And and you know when we made it, it was like our dream was yeah, let's go to Cannes, you know. Let's let's imagine the premiere there, and it happened. And and obviously now that that we have made some Hollywood projects, it's a great honor to be able to show it to an American audience. Yeah. What were the origins for it here? You say it's a personal one. Where did this idea come from? I know at the end it says it's based on a true story. Is it a specific true story or is this something where it's like we just see this all the time growing up where we grew up? Yeah, it's a composite of, of several stories. Yeah, it's a composite mm-hmm. of uh, several stories, but it started when um, in 2012, 13, uh, in my neighborhood, which is like uh, Vilvoorde, it's next to Brussels. The highest 
percentage of young Muslims that went to Syria come from my neighborhood. So I really saw one by one leaving and, and you know, it was like uh, people I went to school with, that I played soccer with. So it, it was really a weird phenomenon that was happening. Yeah, the years went further and we see then the attacks in, in, in France happened, in Belgium, there were videos of ISIS coming out. Uh, and then I see these guys that I grew up in the same neighborhood and it was really shocking and emotional for us to see that because they have the same profile as us. They're Muslim, Belgian, uh, Moroccans that that uh, that did this. So we wanted to understand what was going on, and and we felt like it was our um, it was very personal and very important to tell this story. So uh, and and certainly from a Muslim perspective, because most of the TV shows and movies that we saw didn't really you know capture the 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 insights the inside of the story, like really having all those nuances and complexities. So we've been working on it for like eight years, you know, talking with so many people from all different, you know, people that went to Syria, people that, you know, the mothers, um, mm. people that were in Syria. Uh, so it was like a, a, a constant research throughout the years. And, and that's how we created our own kind of, um, you know, our own story of a family that's a composite of 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 all these stories and and every effect of every scene is based on something real yeah it's definitely a condemnation of radicalization but in no way is it like you were saying it's not black and white like you're seeing like over here in the states it's like you know bad guys good guys and that's they're never the twain shall meet but you guys really do a good job of painting a human portrait on both sides of things how important and how long did that actual development take when it came to like these are all human beings that we're seeing on the screen here yeah but it's it's trying to to explain to find elements of of an answer like why did all these guys go there because there were guys that that were born in belgium and had the same age same generations as us and and were not necessarily very extremists or 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 anything like that and all of a sudden uh, you know, they, they become member of a, of like a criminal organization, you could say, a member of a gang, of a mob, only this mob pretends to be a religious group. And, um, and you know, our fear for us when you have our members or our family, young brothers, kids or, or, or parents, you know, you're afraid that one on one hand, you don't want them to become, you know, thugs or something in certain neighborhoods. But at the same time, that fear started to become we don't want them to become extremists and 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 try to prevent that from happening and um and and that's like if you want to try to fight against it you got to have to understand how it's it becomes like that and that's why it took a lot of work to you know have really this this um psychological manipulation aspect in the movie where step by step you understand how they get inside your head and where you know they don't even use islam that much they use like like uh, emotional you know triggers uh, like you're missing a father figure or you want to be part of something or you want to be part of something important uh, the same things that a, that a gang does and once you're in there, it's difficult to get out because it's like a mafia organization. Either you're part of them or you get killed. So, so it was very important to understand what the mechanism was of, of this, you know, very monstrous terrorist organization. There's also this universal thing, uh, because it's really specific about this area, but you see what radicalization does. And that's a really, you know, just a human universal thing that 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 tells, yeah, which is very important for all of us to see how radic radicalization and misinformation can lead to something, you know, something as, you know, horrible as what happened in, in Rebel. Yeah. 
it sounds heavy the way we're talking about it. And in a lot of ways it is, but you also do not abandon that. Like, uh, I think you referred to it as that, that classic A and B flavor uh, <laughs> that you guys have come to be known for. It's like, it's a hard hitting drama, but it feels kinetic and colorful and full of life. And a huge part of that is like these musical elements in the film. How did that come into the picture and how involved were you like on the musical side of things? Yeah, so when we start getting the idea of making a movie, you know, there's so much happening uh, over there in Syria with the, those images that we see of the war and the, the the attacks that are happening in Europe, and it's, it's madness basically. And it's like this question: Okay, how do you how do you try to you know to to tell the story to express uh, uh, that feeling of sorrow of 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 madness of of, of sadness and all that. And, and after a while you feel like, you know, just normal scenes in fiction form are not enough to reach that emotional level and music and poetry, it touches the soul uh, on a deeper sense, even if you will not understand the, the language. And this movie was also, you know, a, an attack of ISIS and ISIS was against music, it was against dance, music, mm. female voices singing against instruments. So if you're going to make a movie against ISIS, we felt, okay, it's got to be a musical. At least we need some musical parts of it. And music is an integral part of, of, of Arab culture, Muslim culture, the Middle Eastern culture. And that's light for us. Whereas ISIS pretends that it's all darkness and there is no music, only the religious, you know, extremist songs. So that's like, it, it felt like a natural thing. But at the same time, we were very scared by it because you come out of your comfort zone. You're not sure if it's going to work out or not. We also had a big plan. If, in case it doesn't work, we still can get the movie without them. But as we were, you know, putting them in the movie, we felt like with the audience and the test audience, there was a very powerful emotional response to it. And, and we felt like this was the right thing to do for that movie. Did you know uh, Abu Bakir could could rap like that and 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 do that? I know he's a musician, but I don't know like what exactly he's known for. To be honest, Abu Bakir, yeah. uh, our main character, yeah, he's. Um, so we work with him on our movie Black. Um, yeah. And, and so we we knew him, and he's also from Molenbeek, uh, and we knew that he was a rapper, and and he makes makes his own songs. So. That's why we casted him and he knows the neighborhood and he knows rap. And then every time, like we said, like, this is a section where we're going to use music. This is a, you know, this is a kind of uh, subject matter. And then he started to write. So he wrote his own lyrics. Um, and that's, that's, uh, it's beautiful to see how talented he is. He's not only just an actor, but he's also really a musician. And, and yeah, yeah, actually started out as a rapper and we cast yeah. him as an actor. So, so he always had that, 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 that rap aspect in him. And rap is also a part of the street culture for a long of a lot of the Moroccan youth in, in those neighborhoods. I mean, him and Amir are both fantastic as like the, the brothers of the story. Obviously you've worked with them both before, but were they were did were those parts written for them or were, did you have like were you like switching out people in your heads as you're as you're developing this? Well, Amir is actually my little brother. Right. So, so it was uh, it was during COVID during the the lockdown uh, in in 2020. Uh, we were finishing the script of the movie, and you know he was there. I was three months with him in lockdown, so I was just taking my iPhone and say, "Hey, can you just you know do a little scene?" Because <laughs> I wanted to know how it sounds uh, <laughs> through the mouth of a kid. And as he was doing the scene, I was like, "Damn, it's actually can be pretty good. Let's maybe try it out." And then I show it to him, and and he he loved them, and the producers loved them, and he was like, "Okay." Might as well just go for it. Keep it in the family. Let's keep it going. Yeah. That's awesome. Last time we spoke was for for Miss Marvel, and I still 
adore your episodes on that one. Like I, the kinetic energy is really there in those. Have you guys heard anything as far as season two or returning to Kamala Khan's world? As far no, no actually no. We're, we're waiting for uh, the Marvels. The Marvel, so so that, that that will decide what what the next uh, next but, step will be. So so very looking forward to to see her. Uh, yeah, wait to see it, man. Yeah, to see all the yeah. balance. It's great yeah. to to see the trailers, to see the whole family back there, and 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 you know Iman Galani doing great work. So so looking forward to that. Iman pops in the trailer hard. She she looks yes. great. If you could take like your pick, if like they call up and they're like, uh, do, do you want to do something with Marvel? Are you like, are you like, yes, we want to return to Kamala Khan's story? Or are you like, hey, maybe there's some others that maybe we'd play around with instead? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, if they ask us to come back with Miss Marvel, we love the universe. We love these characters and, and Iman and all the other supporting actors there. So, you know, it would be an honor to come back and explore some more. Uh, there is a Berber Moroccan uh, a superhero. I forgot the name, but he exists. So I think we can go there. And, uh, you know, we love Blade. Our buddy Jan de yeah. is not doing Blade. Uh, if Jan doesn't want to do the second movie, we're still there. And Deadpool, <laughs> always. We're always there for Deadpool. If there's a fourth one, we're also game. So, so if they call us, we're good. <laughs> yeah, those are three amazing characters. I can't wait for that next Blade movie, just because it's exactly. been so long and it keeps delaying and delaying. Yeah, and Jan, Jan's going to do great work, you know, yeah. he's a great director, he's our brother, so, so I wish him really good luck for that. Yeah, and then there's you know, there's the Batgirl of it all. I was asking about it last time we spoke. I'm a massive Keaton fan, and the fact that, you know, he was involved, Brendan Fraser was involved, you were involved. It was the first proper Batgirl film. I'm like, I'm so bummed we can't see this thing. Now that we've gotten... <clears throat> Yeah. So yeah, now that we've gotten some distance from it, how's your perspective kind of changed on that versus like when this all happened? Yeah, I think you know it's it's without a doubt the biggest disappointment of our careers, you know, because we we do this uh, because of passion, you know, we want to make a movie, you 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 love the story, the characters, Gotham City and and DC and all that, so that's why you know we we choosing is losing, and we had to turn down another fantastic project of it. We lost uh, Beverly Hills Cop four in order to do Bad Girl, which makes it even more painful because oh. it was a tough tough yeah. decision. So so yeah, you know, I mean, you choose it, you do it with your heart and soul. And obviously, the biggest disappointment is 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 besides not being able to showcase the talent, and especially Leslie Grace, who gave a a phenomenal you know performance, a very nuanced, very human. Uh, uh, portrayal of of bad girl with a lot of you know vulnerability and strength and and it, it was a very relatable character, but yeah it's the it's to the fans you know the fandom we love the fandom fandom the the fandom and the and and the audience they are our bosses and to not be able to allow them to judge the movie for themselves is a big disappointment, but at the same time we choose to also be positive and just uh, just you know accept uh, or or you know be happy with the privilege that we had to be on set, be, you know, in Gotham City with Michael Keaton as, you know, Batman and, and Brendan and J.K. Simmons and, and Leslie and, and bring those characters to life. And it's uh, as a fanboy, as fanboy, yeah, yeah. Batman and DC and Gotham City, it's a great gift and great memories. And and, and these people just became friends. So, so, yeah, we tried to just focus on the positive and who knows, maybe in the future we'll go back to Gotham City. At the time, were you guys kind of afraid that this was going to affect your career. I don't believe a word that was said about the quality of the film for one. I, one, it wasn't finished. And two, I've seen your work and I know you guys don't turn in bad material. So how do you feel about, you know, all of that that came out of there? Well, for me, it was 
it was really painful. That was what I remember is this a very, very painful period. I was not afraid because we knew that, you know, we start, we were just editing. So it's just like the, the movie had still a lot of long way to go. Yeah. Um, so whatever was being said was not really important for us. It was important that we were still hoping like, oh, yeah. I hope this movie will see the light, you know? So that is, that is how I felt throughout that period. And also to feel all the support from Everybody in the industry, all the creators and artists was like uh, very, uh, I think that was the power that 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 got us through this this period. Yeah. Is it sitting on a hard drive somewhere on a computer of yours or are you just, you know, yeah. it's not in your yeah, hands no, at all? Right, man. No, we tried, man. It's, it's nowhere to be seen. We never yeah. saw it again. I mean, we, we never say never. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, we, we didn't get our day in court, like we say, you know, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't get a chance to make our case. It just happened like that. We still not mm. 100% what happened but yeah i mean the thing is that that it, it's just that's just the decision that was made and i hope that one day maybe we'll get the chance to explore back uh, the world of bad girl and gotham city and, and go back because we're still huge fanboys of that world and 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 our love for those characters and that and that and the, that those comic books well, it's so big that that obviously if we were allowed to come back, we, we would do that with a pleasure. I would say if people want to know how bad it would have been, just watch Rebel because that was yeah. the movie right before that. <laughs> oh, man. You've also got Bad Boys 4 coming out next next year. You know, what can you tease about? Is there an official title yet? Is Ammo coming back? I loved Ammo in the, the third one. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the title that we like, I don't know if they're going to go for it yet, but we like Bad Boys Ride or Die. Hell yeah. For life is already taken. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of screwed yourself on that one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We didn't know there was going to be a fourth one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what's gonna happen in this one is is we. I think that this one is gonna be way more a comedy than than the, when when the previous one had more of the dramatic tones. This one is mm-hmm. it's it's really our purpose to to get the people give the people a good time and really laugh. In yeah, the theater, it's going to you know? be pure fun in the theaters. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's that's, what having, a good time, <laughs> having a good time, good laughing time in the theater. I mean, Martin still killed it in the last one. So, oh I, my God. Yeah, Ma- yeah. Martin is even, you know, it's even, it's going, Martin's going to a higher level on this one, you know, this, yeah, this extra, extra large Martin. This is a combination <laughs> of, of the, of the, you know, Marcus Burnett's uh, arc. <laughs> awesome. Amazing. That sounds excellent they're giving me the wrap for our listeners i'll just say rebel premieres in theaters in new york on september 15th and los angeles on september 22nd it's well well worth seeking out adil blow congratulations again it's an excellent film always a pleasure bye guys thanks